Thanks for tuning in to Flicks and Joysticks, where Grizzly and Daniel sit around and talk about their thoughts and feelings about movies and video games, past, present, and future. All right, Grizzly here, Daniel, checking in, and we're here with another episode of Flicks and Joysticks. We are going to have a great show for you today. Um, Almost everything we're talking about is Star Wars. Oh, sorry, I'm done. Yeah, (laughs) and it's kind of general because, I mean, there's a lot we could talk about. We don't know where the conversation is going to go, and neither do you. So... um, Without further ado, we'll go into the news of the day, which is actually not Star Wars, and I think this is the only thing that's not Star Wars. No, it's here. not at all, but it is kind of <laughs> it is uh, pretty amazing news. Mm-hmm. All right, so Amazon Game Studios, which is fairly new to the game, but I think they do have some mobile games and mm-hmm. stuff, but uh, they announced that their studios is working on a Lord of the Rings MMORPG. Yes. With that in itself. Is amazing, mm-hmm. but on top of it, it is also a team made up of EverQuest, Destiny, and World of Warcraft veterans, and that is a pretty stacked team. Yeah, I mean, oh man! So yeah. we are uh, we're definitely excited about that one. It's just with a team that big behind something like that, it's 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 exciting news before it's even really any type of news. So, right. But we'll take it. Right. <laughs> we'll right. Take so. It. Um, look for that probably you know what honestly it's going to probably come out with the next generation with the probably. PlayStation 5 and mm-hmm. Project Scarlet Project mm-hmm. Scarlet for mm-hmm. Xbox now that's not what they're calling it that's just what they're calling it now it's right? like the prototype name right okay. yeah. yeah okay cool yeah I mean, they could call it. They could just call it Xbox Two, right? They could seven twenty or ten eighty. I don't know where no, the rotations at this right. point, but yeah. I mean, it here's here's the thing. I know we're getting off the topic a little bit, but like, I love that Xbox changes the name of whatever it is they put out because PlayStation. You always know it's going to be just the next number. Yep. Like, yep. Here comes and five. I'm, and I'm a PlayStation guy, so I mean, it's not like I don't like PlayStation. I'm just saying, as yeah. far as naming them, it's like yeah. Like, I mean, well, <laughs> that's what you got, yeah. you know? Yeah, so. it is funny how two companies, it's something so um, important to them, but it really doesn't really matter really in the, in the end right. anyway. So, yeah, it's funny how they handle that. Yeah. Well, actually, if you just get a PC, then, <laughs> you know. Okay, well, that's the end of this. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, you, there's no PC bias in here, guys. No, not at all. Mm-mm. No, wait, here's the thing. I don't, man, we're getting way off track, but that's okay. It's okay. Um, we told them in episode one, we chase rabbits. That's, that's true. Here we go. Um, I understand graphics and sound can be better on a PC. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But A, I don't have two grand to drop on a gaming computer. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can get one. Blah, 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 blah. I, okay, I don't have 1500 mm-hmm. to drop on a gaming computer. Mm-hmm. A, and two... I don't want to sit at my desk and play games. No, I want to sit on my couch with my controller, mm-hmm. maybe eat some Cheetos, you know, have Coke. Yeah. Diet Coke. I'm actually working on my weight, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever, you know. I, I, I understand the appeal, and I, I am not totally against necessarily having one, mm-hmm. and I, I, you can't argue with the facts of the matter. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, you can sustain 4K at 60 frames, and... You can't get that on any type of console yet. <laughs> right. uh, that day is coming. Right. But but my thing is is you know what? We'll give it to you guys. You're superior, and that's great for you. Mm-hmm. Don't tattoo it on your forehead and walk around town with a sign on your head that says "I own a PC." Mm-hmm. Back off, man. Right. We get right. it. You're awesome. Yeah. Carry on. <laughs> good. good, good. <laughs> Anyways, so without without that with all that said, we're gonna. We do a thing here called Retro Throwback, and that's where we just talk about an old game that we used to like, and since this is our special Star Wars episode, we're going to talk about an older Star Wars game that, man, we just love to play. I mean, there's obviously so many of them, so that's going to be hard to pick, but... Um, yeah, yeah, it is. I, I, I'm struggling with two, mm-hmm. and I, I'm going to take probably, and I think it'll probably be uh, considered an easy cop-out, but... For me, it's Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, so good. Did you ever play that? Oh, man. I played, yes. Okay. So good. It it was very good. And especially, you know, on the original Xbox, the graphics were still pretty darn good. Mm -hmm. But what's most impressive even now is the controls. Mm -hmm. The lightsaber mechanics and stuff is actually pretty pretty good. Yeah. Um, and, And, you know... 
when you're younger like that, you have more time to invest mm-hmm. in that. But the story was amazing, man. Mm-hmm. Some was. of the storytelling was really, really good. Well, and back then, it was... You couldn't... The game... There weren't very many games that you could pick whether you wanted to be good or evil. True. Yeah. And that was... There, there might have been a one or two out, but that was... That was novelty at the time, and so the fact that you could choose to be a Sith, mm-hmm. and it like literally some of your party would die if mm-hmm. you went that way. Like mm-hmm. that's that's just that mm-hmm. was so cool. Yeah, I love that too. Yeah, lot, lots of uh, lots of fun memories with that one, man. Mm-hmm. Lots of fun ones. Man, I don't know if I can narrow it down to just one, um, because I'm a little older school. I um, I don't know why, but Return of the Jedi on Super Nintendo. Oh man, I was, was, I was so. I was hoping you would say like, that. I was hoping you would so say that. It was so fun. Because it was like Super Star Wars, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And, I mean, obviously now if you went back and played it, the graphics would be atrocious and the controls would be horrible. Okay. But, but man, it, I just remember I played that and it was so fun. Mm-hmm. And and um, it was just, just fun. But I think I, there's another one. And I loved this game because it wasn't a reiteration of the movies it was a, a its own story in the midst of it and it was back for the Nintendo 64 it was Shadows of the Empire and hmm. it was it was the first game well I'm saying this I think it was the first Star Wars game that you the first level was the Hoth battle where you got to really? shoot ATATs and ATSTs and do the cable around nice. the thing. Yeah. Now there's like I think there's like 15, it's 20 games of yeah. those that you had that level. <laughs> yeah. Because that level is so fun. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. not just that, I mean, you had a protagonist, Dash Rendar, that was not what you knew from the series already. It was and it was based off a novel actually. There was a novel oh, really? called Shadows of the Empire. Oh wow. Okay. And I never actually read it, but um but that game was just at the time was just really fun. It's kind of the first three D ish third person action okay. Star Wars game that I ever okay. played, anyways, and it was really good. That's so. awesome. Yeah, that see that that's one of those where like like you said, there's so many I've never even heard of that before. Honestly, I've <laughs> right. never heard of that game before. Yeah. Uh, and and just an honorable mention. Did you ever play Rogue Squadron? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. That's one of those that it, it almost feels kind of like a stand-up arcade game, mm-hmm. but it it was so much fun. It, it was. was so much it fun was, dude, man. Dude, speaking of, I I forgot about those kind of games. I'm mm-hmm. thinking about like the action Star right. Wars games, but man, did you ever play the Pod Racer game for N64? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was really fun. It was a lot of fun. That was yeah. really fun. Yeah. And and that was one of those. And I might be remembering this wrong, but. Wasn't it a stand-up arcade game first, then it came to consoles, I think, maybe? It's very, it's quite possible. I know true, they had but... one at the arcade, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember when Chuck E. Cheese, <laughs> right, right. that was one of the first places that I remember had a, a Star Wars game that I remembered, yeah. and it was the it was the pod racing thing, and it actually had the little uh, handle that you pulled up and down, or forward and back for, for mm-hmm. throttle, and it was so cool, <laughs> Yeah. and then they had that on console, um, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's a whole nother <laughs> pool to to pull from, dude. That that you can. Man, what's even? I, I when I when I said we should do this this thing, I wasn't thinking about how many Star Wars games there saying. actually yeah. were, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot. I mean, there's Knights of the Old Republic two. There's Jedi, um, Jedi Outcast. Yeah. I don't know if you ever saw any of those. Yeah. Um, Jedi maybe, Academy. Did you ever play yes, those? Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. About. Maybe I'm thinking of Jedi Academy or mm-hmm. something like yeah. Those are fun. Yeah, it was man, that one. And then there was an Obi One. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's what I'm saying, dude. There were so many, so uh, many. So we we were supposed to pick one game on this, but that, that um, failed. <laughs> <laughs> but man, also for PlayStation Two, I think I don't know. It might have been for Xbox. I don't know. I had a PlayStation Two at the time, but um, it was Bounty Hunter, and you were Django Fett, and you. You bounty hunt. I mean, that's that's the thing. You went around and yeah. getting bounties, and and it had its own story and all that. So, yeah, yeah. man, just yeah. just good old good old Star Wars yeah. stuff. Absolutely. Um, all right, so we're gonna move on to the next, and this yes. one's gonna be just as bad as the retro throwback. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we're gonna do the Mount Rushmore of Star Wars villains. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, wild villains over heroes. My my two cents. The heroes is kind of non-debatable, right? It, it's and I think it's a little more. I guess you could say, vanilla. 
than mm-hmm. the villains because the villains you 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 got a pretty good pool to ch- to choose from, but they all came in in really different times of the not just a trilogy and mm-hmm. not necessarily one movie, but different parts of the hero's character development that each played a significant piece. So where do you put that? Right. Because the reason there's villains is to have these heroes built up to be a hero. Right. So so heroes are nothing without the villains exactly, they face. Exactly. So, exactly. Yes. So. And if you're wondering what Mount Rushmore means, that just means where if we could put four faces on a Mount Rushmore, but they were Star Wars villains, what would we put on there? Who has to be up there. Yeah, who has to be up there. And I think it will be easier if we do it separate so we don't have to like come up with a definitive yeah. like, answer here. Yeah. Uh, you, you want me to go first? Sure. Okay. And you okay. Can, we can go back and forth. We don't That's fine. I'll start out with my number four. Um, and it, it's something that I don't think a lot of people really like. But <laughs> General Grievous, I would put at number four. And not not the General Grievous in the movies. General Grievous in the novels, in the books. Oh, yeah? His backstory is actually a lot more tragic than what the movies show. I haven't and read those. It's it's actually worth a read. Mm-hmm. Um, not to dive too much into it, but he's basically like, kind of like a fallen warrior that gets tricked in becoming a cyborg because he wants to be more powerful and controlling. And, that, and, that's, and that's just the... That's just the tip of it. I mean, it, oh, wow. really, it really gets kind of deep. Yeah. And then to have a little backstory and go back and watch the movies and to see what he's doing and stuff, it makes him much more interesting. Right. So if you include that, I think he needs to be up there. Mm-hmm. Um, my third is actually Count Dooku. I like Count Dooku. I, I, I like Count Dooku. He is underrated mm-hmm. as far as his strength goes, as far as the importance that he was. <laughs> And do you think that, like, I know he was, he turned into a Sith, he was Jedi gone Sith, but from the way, the vibe I got from him was that he would, he really felt like he was doing what he thought was best. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. even, like, he didn't look at it as he was doing something evil, he looked at it as he was doing something different. And I really think that he thought he was doing what was best. Yeah. And, and especially at first, you know, mm-hmm. the, the movies didn't do a really great job of diving into that, which would have been a really interesting. But I think there towards the end, he may have been a little more um, uh, clouded mm-hmm. with, 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 with what his final goal was. But yeah, even the way he talked, he never was about, I just want to destroy the world, take over the world. It was not about that. It was right. about taking down like the Jedi, who he really thought he's always corrupt. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can get into that a little bit more later, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, two, I, I, I hate to do it, but I'm going to put um, the Emperor at number two. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. Yeah. His character's amazing. There, there's, there's no way any other human on Earth could ever have played the Emperor except <laughs> for you, uh, you and McDermott. Or whatever, oh, yeah. I know. Yes. And he's so perfect. Yes. Um, well, you know, do you remember in the original Empire Strikes Back, it was a different actor. That's true. And it was just some kind of, I don't even remember what the guy's name was. but I, I actually remember the hologram, yeah. what it was. Yeah. Do you know what it was? If I remember right, I think the hologram, the not the voice, but the actual mm-hmm. um, uh, image, I think it was a monkey wearing a mask. Really? I, I could be getting some of that wrong. I know it was a mask, and it was the most disturbing thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And uh, now, if you've watched any of the newer renditions, they've they've went over and mm-hmm. dubbed Ian McDermott over that, and mm-hmm. it's the same lines, but it's just you mm-hmm. know, it's it's him. But and because they know too that absolutely he's the one that had to play. Absolutely, so. absolutely. So. I would put him at number two, but I would also say with him, if you like Star Wars and, and you're curious, even a little bit, you don't have to go out and buy the novels and stuff. You can look up on uh, Wikipedia. I don't know if you've ever <laughs> yes, that's the, yes. That's such a good little wiki, but you can actually take 15 minutes and look into the Emperor and actually his backstory and stuff like that. And just like with Grievous, it makes him so much better. Mm-hmm. And the, the, especially the prequels didn't do a good job of building him up like that. Right. And that's a shame, but yeah. I, j- just because what it lacks in the movies and and it's not the actor's fault, but like George Lucas and stuff, what they failed to do in the movies, so i got to put him at number two. Mm-hmm. So my number one is 
Jar Jar. I'm just kidding. It's not Jar Jar. <laughs> was he even a, it was he a villain? Did you see that conspiracy that like Jar Jar was like behind everything? It was like that was pretty interesting. I, I, I did, and, I, and I'll be honest with you, I kind of buy into it. <laughs> right, I really kind right. of buy into it. Right? Yeah, that's worth a look, guys. It's on YouTube. You just. I'm sure you can search like Jar Jar Binks Sith Conspiracy or something <laughs> right. like that. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> but no, no, my number one villain uh, is, and this is this is really going to be a surprise to you, is the Jedi Order. Hmm. And the reason I say hmm. that is, is what they did to Anakin, I believe, drove him more to the dark side than the Emperor itself. Yeah. And the Emperor was smart enough to capitalize on their mistakes. But I believe that the biggest let down excuse me and and the biggest thing that led to the demise in the whole story was the Jedi Order themselves yeah now why don't I have Darth Vader there I don't think he's a villain I think I consider Mm. him a fallen hero I could see that I consider him a fallen hero I was actually wondering why you should put him (laughs) in there I know I know I know that's weird I know that's weird but I've thought about this and if you go back and just really Look at the movie through Anakin's perspective. Mm-hmm. The Jedi Order are the ones that did him most wrong, and they are the biggest evil to hmm. him. I, 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 know, I, know I like it, I, and I I can see that. I just never really thought about that before. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, now I'm gonna have to rethink mine. I can't say Darth Vader. No, so you not can't. No, no, you totally can't. It's no. just something I've thought about. No, that may, <clears throat> I, I get it because and he ends up being saved in the end. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Um, Okay, so I'm going to go, I guess my number four would be, I, I like Kylo Ren, man. I like um, his angsty, like, not really knowing what he's doing, but his confidence and his, he's very powerful. He's kind mm-hmm. of, um, he's kind of figuring out. And I think one of, one of the coolest parts, at least I thought, was, was um, it's almost the opposite of Darth Vader. In, in the sense that when Force Awakens, you've got this, he's a villain, but he you can tell there's conflict. You can tell there's something going on. And even through part of um, uh, Last Jedi? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I had a brain fart. The Last <laughs> Jedi um, had that tension. But mm-hmm. by, by the time we get to the end of The Last Jedi, he has fully become the villain. Mm-hmm. And... He's driven over that line. Yes, yes. He's crossed the line of no return. And so I kind of like the dynamic. So I know a lot of people think he's kind of a whiny kind of villainy guy. But And and here's the thing. I've I've watched The Force Awakens. I I saw it in the theater a couple times. I loved it. I went and saw The Last Jedi in the theater a couple times. I loved it. So... It blows my mind to get on all social media and see that people just are ripping at new mm-hmm. ones and hating on it. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I can understand is that it's not how they perceive that the story should go. Absolutely. And I get Absolutely. that. But, but you can't please everybody because everybody doesn't think the story should go the same place. But what's what's the other side of that of the argument? If they would have made it... Um, if they would have made it uh, a little more cookie cutter to what they expected to happen, people mm-hmm. are just going to gripe and complain about that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, it's a lose lose situation. Mm-hmm. And, and <laughs> really, uh, I, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and maybe we're not quite there yet, but it really pushes the envelope for J.J. Abrams in episode nine mm-hmm. to really deliver mm-hmm. something big, something right. good. And they're not deaf to this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe a few years from now, and of course depending on how this next movie does, it may, it, you may look back on it as a weak spot, but it may be a blessing in disguise. Because mm-hmm. it really pushes them to do something good in the end. Like I think, yeah, like I think, I think The Last Jedi set up some things in a way that I didn't expect. And I like that personally. I like being surprised. I like things going a little different way. And, and you know, we'll talk about the other evil people. The people, like, talk about um, the original, not the original trilogy. Obviously, those are gold. Uh, the prequel trilogy. You know what? I get it. Some of the acting was hokey. Some of the CGI was over the top. But, man, it was still Star Wars. Yeah. 
it was yeah. still Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, you know. Which brings me to my number three. Man, that was <laughs> that was a long point, but my number three, I think I'm gonna put Darth Maul up there. Just, okay. Yeah. Um, just from what I've read about him and just how freaking cool he looks, man. I mean, yeah. Like, like yeah. and. I kind of feel like maybe they killed him off too early in the movie. I definitely think that as well. Yeah, because we didn't get to see much of him. Yeah. Um, but of course, obviously, there's been like comics and other stories of him. You know, he survived that. He didn't actually die. Yeah. Um, kind of thing. Which I'm hoping that we'll see him. I mean, what if he comes back? What if that's the big thing for? Uh, oh gosh. The, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Right. Like we see Darth Maul come well, back in. You know, actually, you he know. did come back in uh, uh, in Solo. He did. I don't remember that. Yeah, he was Crimson Dawn. Huh. He was who? Uh, uh, well, I can't remember the guy's name now. The Solo and his little girlfriend. The girlfriend's working yeah. for that for that guy that's wanting to get the uh, reactor fuel. Mm-hmm. It's her boss, okay? Yeah. And her boss has got the red line. I can't think he's what's his name now. Wow. Uh, so I don't know. Anyway, oh, well, I've only seen Solo once. I need to go back and yeah, check that yeah, out. Cause... Yeah, check it out. Well, anyways, it comes to find out they work for Crimson Dawn. You think it's like this this gang or something like that? It's actually Darth Maul. Yeah. And it that's shows, pretty cool. It shows him. <laughs> In a hologram, but she—I mean, it's—it's it's very, very definitely him. But he stands up and he's half robotic from the nice. legs down. Yeah, and he's got his—he's got his saber and all that stuff. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, I gotta watch that movie. Yeah, again. you have to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I've only watched it once. It was, a, man, I love that they're putting out these side movies. I do too. And I, I just love it. And yeah. you know what, Disney, take 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 it wherever you want to take it, man. Like you know. What do you think about? It? We went how long in between? Return of the Jedi and then the prequel. I know. My really? gosh. Like what, 20 think, years? 30 yeah. years? Something like that? I mean, what did we get to Christmas special in between that? <laughs> so, <laughs> there's that cheesy Ewok Adventures uh, thing. Yeah, okay. Moving <laughs> you know, on. Right. Yeah. Okay, man, I, I've only done two of them at Mount Rushmore's. Okay. Uh, spot number two would have to go to... I think I'm putting the Emperor there too just because all the reasons you stated, man. He's just... He's just freaking cool like I mean he's the bad guy yeah he's he's the supreme bad guy and um, so yeah I'll put him number two and number one man I thought I had a number one but um, I know you want to put Vader there I, I'm going to put Vader there just because do. just because he's so integral to the whole thing that's why I'm putting him there but also understand he's not quite full on villain, so but but I gotta put him there. So. Yeah, well he he has the conflict, yes. so I guess at any point in time he can be the villain. There is no conflict. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's right. That's it. So, but yeah, and I, you know, you can look back and watch those movies through a character's perspective and I think that sometimes that's good to do mm-hmm. there's a lot of characters involved mm-hmm. and to do that sometimes I think and I think when you do just just through Anakin's point of view the movies actually watch different mm-hmm. I think it's pretty neat I think it's pretty cool yeah it's pretty good so yeah that was uh, that was tough to get through these kind of rush wars are killing us <laughs> they man. Are, episode, man. man goodness gracious it's just it's hard to narrow it down it is really what it is, is. because there's some that I probably didn't even think of that I'm going to think of 20 minutes from now or 20 minutes after we're done, and I'm going to think, oh, man, I should said that well, one. Well, I mean, yeah. if you notice, neither one of us said Boba Fett. Yeah. I mean... That, but that's somebody else that also got jipped on the mm-hmm. screen time, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see him... You see him most... Most you see him is in Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. You see him getting Han and all that. But in, even in Return of the Jedi, it's like... He's just kind of hanging out. He doesn't really do anything. Yeah. And then... Yeah, well, it, uh, and this is kind of George Lucas is in early drafts of the original trilogy. Boba Fett was actually supposed to be the main the main villain. Really? If you yeah, you can do a little uh, a little uh, like old interviews and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and he was actually supposed to be the kind of the main villain, and then Vader was supposed to like kind of slowly work him out. Mm-hmm. And I think. George has so much time and stuff invested in his character. You can't just let somebody like that go. Right. And Boba Fett definitely got his following from his comics and stuff like that. Right. So, right. yeah. Um, just a really quick uh, fun fact. The first Star Wars scene I ever saw, was I was over at a friend's house, and he just had it on when I walked in, was the scene where 
R2D2 shoots Luke's lightsaber out. He he jumps and bounces off of the board, the diving board looking yeah. thing and jumps back up and grabs it. That's the really? first, first scene in any Star Wars movie I've ever seen. Wow. And of course, I didn't I couldn't stay and watch the whole thing because I I had to I mean, I was I couldn't drive. I mean, I was with my mom or something. I stopped by to like pick up something or yeah. something, you know. Yeah. But um I saw that scene and then and then of course, you know, I watched the rest of them and it was history after that. I looked you know? on that. Yeah. But, Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, well, we're just going to continue this, continue this Star Wars uh, uh, talking. We're going to talk about a few things, some movies, some games, some just stuff. Probably going to chase a lot of rabbit trails, yeah. and that's going to be okay. Yeah, uh, we've already been doing that. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's start out talking about... I'm, I'm stoked about this. And if you haven't heard, Disney is coming out with their own streaming service. And it's Disney Plus, I believe, is what it's called. And... Um, you know what? I would cancel Netflix just so I could get Disney Plus, just so I could watch The Mandalorian. Yeah, it it <laughs> is definitely shaping up, and you know things they're 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 being tight lipped about it, but they're not leaving you hanging out to dry. Mm-hmm. You know the John Favreau who did I believe the first Iron Man and a mm-hmm. couple other movies too, and he was happy in mm-hmm. those movies as well. Um, mm-hmm. He's the director on this, and he's actually involved in the writing as well, um, and he he. <laughs> He definitely is someone, uh, in, and not just through interviews and stuff that like that are obviously somewhat scripted and stuff, mm-hmm. but just him talking to fans and these little, uh, you know, um, like, like expos and stuff. People shoving a microphone in your face, you kind of have to know what you're talking about, or they're going to pick. And especially <laughs> right. with Star Wars, right. Lord oh, yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. with these huge phones, if you're full of crap, people can smell it. <laughs> yeah, they away. do. He, I really truly believe that he's a fan. I mm-hmm. really do believe that he's a fan, and he may not be the world's biggest fan, mm-hmm. but he's he could sit here and talk to us right now, right? Uh, and and hold his own and stuff, and and having somebody like that behind it who's not just someone who oh he makes good movies let's throw it on him. Mm-hmm. It was a thought out, right? Thought out uh, uh, hiring, and you know uh, something cool about him, at least from my perspective, is that you've got John Favreau here who's when he started out he was doing kind of these goofy like comedy movies and he's kind of like who's that guy I mean you know but now he's like his he has developed dynamically and now he's writing movies maybe he's always written movies I don't know but but he's writing really good movies he's like playing serious role like Happy in uh, the the Marvel universe is, is like like I couldn't see anybody else playing that character yeah. you know yeah yeah, and you know, actually, he directed Lion King, the live-action Lion King. Oh, yeah. That was him. It's coming out Friday. I mean... Oh, man, it's going to be good. That's... Yeah. You go from on the on the silver screen to directed behind the camera, yeah. the Lion King, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know, right? But it's gotten good reviews and stuff, and it just really makes you feel positive. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. But, uh, and, and just some real positive quick notes about this is it's live-action... Very minimal CGI, real effects for the most That's part, good. which is always really good. It is good. Um, if you get a chance, just look up some images from the set and stuff. They have put so much money and detail into just costumes and and uh, characters. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable. It That's looks awesome. gorgeous. Looks gorgeous. And casting notes: the guy that plays the Mandalorian is uh, the uh, Red Viper from uh, Game of Thrones. Nice. So if you know who that is, he is he's he's good. He's really, really good. So that's definitely, 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 definitely positive. Yeah, cool. Um, speaking of like the new things that are coming out, like there's a new video game coming out uh, this year, I believe, right? Is it September or is it, or is it? I think it's later this year. Is it late? I could be wrong on that. I'll have to check that out but um, there's only been 90 new games coming out so it's a little unknown <laughs> yeah I know right yeah check out our uh, Road to E3 um, podcast that we had but we, I mean we were wrong about stuff on that one but but that's okay because <laughs> everybody else was too <laughs> yep. but uh, anyways Jedi Fallen Order and like I'm very interested in this and um, because just just for two reasons the the first one is that it's the the setting. The setting is after the emperor. Well, he's not emperor at that point, I guess. But after um, Palpatine gives the Order sixty six to kill all the Jedi, this is like one of the Jedi that's still alive mm-hmm. and trying to 
don't know what the story's going to be, but I mean, it's it's right. just trying to survive, and uh, you know, there's going to be a cool story with that. But also, mm-hmm. that respawn is is making it because they made the Titanfall games, and if you ever play those, they're just they're incredible. And yeah, they really are, and, and very mean, underrated. Yes, absolutely, because it's a that's not, that's not really an MMO. It's just like an online multi multi multiplayer multiplayer. <laughs> but um, uh, with being online connected to everyone, all the servers, and still to maintain their frame rates and just just the smoothness and the flow of combat. Like so, taking this to a single player experience and uh, in the Star Wars universe, yeah, yeah. I just think there's. There's some huge potential for that, and I, yeah. I'm really excited. There really is, and there's. And we talked about this in the previous episode, but there's always that little uh, blemish of the EA, you know, mm-hmm. on top of it. That's always something to worry about, um, understandably so, because their track record really hadn't been good. But we, um, I, I think, with respawn being in there and uh, their merit that they bring to it, I mm-hmm. think they have a little bit more push. Yeah. With EA to come to the table and say, you know, hey, you're EA. We know what you want. Here's how we can deliver it to you. Mm-hmm. And the pushback EA would 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 be minimal. Well, and and here's here's why I think that too because I don't think the guys that started Respawn are going to take crap from EA because if you don't know this, Respawn was formed out of I believe it was two guys that were like head whatever programmers or, or whatever on the Call of Duty games. Directors or something. Yeah. They were up yeah, there. They yeah. They were they were very high and Activision kinda I don't know if they fired them or just like put them backed them into a corner or what. But anyways, they're like, screw this, we're gonna go start our own video game company. So to be to see where they've been and where they are, I don't think they're gonna put up with the crap. I, they I just don't, don't see them doing that. They don't need EA to put out a good, solid game. Right. Well, and, I, and technically, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the Titanfall games are EA. Right, that's what I'm so, saying. The EA sticker with them isn't their uh, keys to the car. Right. You know, they, they have the car. Right. It's just kind of like, you know, they, they get the uh, the fast pass on I-85 or 285 <laughs> on Atlanta. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right, right. So, but it's... um. It always worries me a little bit, but I mean, and they haven't, they put out what a 20 minute little preview, something like that yeah. with it. It looks solid. Mm-hmm. It really does look solid. Yeah. Um, and one thing I, I hope people don't do, please do not compare this game to The Force Unleashed or Force oh, yeah. Unleashed 2. Yeah. That game was an anomaly, anomaly, there it is, yeah. <laughs> and it was great. Mm-hmm. I know you loved it. Oh, yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. and even the, the second one wasn't as good, but it's still fine. Right. That's a game that I think it just got lost in the flood mm-hmm. of every of that time of right. everything coming out, and Star Wars really wasn't that popular when it came out. Right. I mean, it's popular, but not nothing like right. it is now. Right? Don't don't expect that to be what what Fallen Order is. It's mm-hmm. not supposed to be. Right? Don't go into it hoping. Oh, I hope this is just like the four because you're going to be disappointed. Right? And then down the you know tube it goes. So. Right. Yeah. So yeah, the best thing with any with these movies with anything that's new, just go into it and enjoy it for what it is. <clears throat> and like just don't don't have these preconceived notions because if you do, nine times out of ten you're gonna be disappointed yep. of any of it. Absolutely. But if you go into it with an open mind and uh I almost said open heart, but yeah, maybe maybe an open heart, I don't know. I but, mean uh, if you want it bad enough. <laughs> but you know, if you go into it with an open mind, nine times out of ten, you're going to enjoy it. So, I mean, and you know what? You don't have to be that guy that hates everything that comes out because it doesn't hold up to the. What you know what? You don't have to be that guy. Yeah. You don't have to hold. You don't have to keep some kind of status that you feel like you've had. Just yeah, a gatekeeper. Yeah. Or like that. <laughs> you yeah. know, just enjoy the movies yeah, and the games. Absolutely. You know, a good small example of that, real quick, is the Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you ever watch it? I haven't. Disney? Is it pretty it's good? A, it's a kid's show. I mean, mm-hmm. it's no doubt. It's a kid's show. And the first season or two, it's definitely for the kids. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like, and this is a very bad comparison, but you know the Harry Potter books and movies started out from a kid's perspective when he yeah. was young. And as 
he grows, the audience kind of grew, so mm-hmm. the story kind of grew a little deeper yeah. and a little darker. Yeah. Rebels kind of did that too. Cool. And by the end of it, it was, I mean, they killed off some characters in mm-hmm. some pretty dramatic ways. Yeah. Vader's in it. Nice. It's, it, and Darth Maul and Ahsoka, it kind of turned out to be a pretty solid little show. Mm-hmm. But you can't go into it expecting to be Return of the Jedi. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Because it, it, it's not supposed to be that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. This, just, just be easy with it. Just be easy with mm-hmm. it. So... Uh, how about Chris? How about past movies? This um, this, this is <laughs> never easy to go back to the past movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I don't really want to necessarily say which is your favorite because I mean right. come on I mean right. you can talk about that a thousand times. Uh-huh. The past movies and let let's let's just start with the prequels. Let's okay. just start there okay. with the past movies. One, two, and three. Of those three. Where do you where do you feel like the story picked up? Where the I mean, obviously finding Anakin, you know, uh, Qui Gon finds Anakin, and everything's mm-hmm. that everything episode one. Mm-hmm. And just to kind of start it off here with me, when Anakin lost the first time to Dooku, mm-hmm. it really um, chopped his ego. Yeah, yeah. And I think for me, that's really when it pushed Anakin Obi Wan. And everybody really was like, whoa, there's some really strong evil out there. Yeah. And I feel like the story kind of opened up from there, especially with mm-hmm. the, um, oh, shoot, what were the people? Uh, not the rebels, the, the Dooku and all the Geonosian people and all that stuff who were separated. Yeah, the, the separatists. Uh, yeah, the separatists. separatists. I kind of feel like that's they when were the They separated. Story... Uh... Yeah, the separated, <laughs> the people that were separated. Yes. I kind of feel like that's when it kind of blossomed from there. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, and I would agree with that, and especially um, Revenge of the Sith. It really that whole movie was just kind of like a mile a minute, just throwing it all at you. It like, really was, you know yeah. what I mean, the whole time. And um, I know we got to see a little bit. This kind of, I guess, a little off topic, but I know we got to see a little bit. But kind of was wishing we could see more. Um, uh, oh my gosh, uh, Mace Windu in combat. Yeah, like yeah. We yeah. got to see a little bit. Yeah, Attack of the Clones got a little bit in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because but, but. <clears throat> he really, I mean, he held his own against Palpatine, and that was Palpatine pretty much at his peak. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah absolutely. But, I, <laughs> and not to beat a dead horse, so to speak, but were the prequels really that bad? No. Were they that bad? No, people, once again, I think what we have here is the classic people expected one thing and we got something else. And so they didn't like it. But man, I remember going to watch The Phantom Menace and I left there going, that was incredible. I mean, it looked so much so much better than the original ones. Now, the original trilogy is amazing and we'll get to those in a minute. But the prequels weren't that bad. I enjoyed I them. I still like to watch them sometimes. I agree, yeah. I agree. I, I think... And, and this is, again, watching the movies through certain characters' point of view. But if you look at the actual universe it's set in, when The Phantom Menace comes out, everybody's happy. Everything's hunky-dory. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got plenty of money. All these cities are booming. There's not... The Separatists are just starting to make some noise. Everything's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Well, by the time we get to the original trilogy... The emperor's taken over. He's oppressing everybody. The empire yeah. is, you know, agree with us or die. I mean, yeah. so if you think about it, well, yeah, in the prequels, everything's going to be neon lights and clubs and right. parties and, and, and giant highways and coruscants booming. And mm-hmm. and then we get to Tatooine. And that just lets you know exactly what the state of the universe is. It's yeah. just arid junk mm-hmm. scrap to survive yeah and I think if people don't think about that they just say well that's just all computer <laughs> well right okay I mean and <laughs> and here's the thing like I mean you're not gonna shoot real lasers out of a gun I mean yeah. you know so yeah. I mean yeah uh, yeah I just I don't know <clears throat> people are so finicky man and does that make us lesser Star Wars fans does it make us better Star Wars fans I don't know I just know it makes us the kind of fans that just love Star Wars and we're not going to sit here and complain about everything that that I don't know man I just um, 
somebody told me recently, it was my wife actually, she told me, she's like, man, you, this is good. Carrie will like it. She likes to be mentioned. But uh, <laughs> um, she said, you know what? You don't have to, I kind of said this earlier, but you don't have to be somebody who, who does a certain thing or you don't have to keep up a persona or facade just because, like just be who you are in that moment. You know what? When, mm-hmm. and, and, and to apply that to this this situation, mm-hmm. when you go watch The Phantom Menace, just be a person who's watching The Phantom Menace. Just have fun. Yeah. Don't be the person that's trying to figure out why this doesn't add up to their idea of what it should be. I mean, we're not talking about a real religion here or anything. <laughs> we're talking about entertainment. Right. So. Right. Um, I will say about the prequels, I think the music's probably the best it ever was. Mm-hmm. Um, especially Duel of the Fates. Mm-hmm. That's tough to beat, man. Yeah. That's tough to beat. You have like the, the sort of opera sound in the back or yeah. whatever with, you know, the, 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 the long voice and held notes and stuff. And, and I, I love the clap. I would rather almost watch every movie with a classical score, especially like a, like a, a sci-fi or a fantasy type mm-hmm. movie. Just something about that classical score that can just, I don't know. It just, yeah. I mean, because you don't want to, I like, think about, think about them like flying spaceships like death metal or something. Yeah, <laughs> it just exactly. wouldn't be the same. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't work. You're right. You're absolutely right. Absolutely. Um, well, now future movies. Now. Well, let's still, still past movies. Let's talk about the original trilogy. Okay. You're right. I'm sorry. I jumped ahead of myself. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. okay. So original movies. What what to you, right right now? You go to your living room. You you have your original trilogy. What are you putting in first? What are you doing? Um, I don't know because part of me wants to start from the beginning, but part of me just wants to skip to Return of the Jedi because I like the way it concludes. But um, and even so, like this, this sounds like a slam against it, but it's not. The original Star Wars, A New Hope, when you watch it now, you can almost tell that they were trying something out and they weren't sure if it was going to happen, so they made it like an all-inclusive movie. They didn't, while they they left it open for there to be more, obviously, but you could tell, I mean, it kind of wrapped up with a nice little bow. They took down the Death Star, they, you know, they had their little ceremony, everybody, you know. Got a medal. Yeah, and Darth Vader flew off into the... You just thought he was, like, out somewhere. So, I mean, it could have been a standalone movie. Mm-hmm. Thank the Lord it wasn't, because mm-hmm. we have what we have now. Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess my point is, is, like, I don't necessarily have to watch that one all the time. Um, it's a good one, but I don't think it's necessary. And, I don't know, man, Empire is good. Return of the Jedi is good. And this is going to be really dumb. This is really dumb, but... For some reason, my mind is drawn to Return of the Jedi just because green's my favorite color, and that's the color of his lightsaber in Return of the you Jedi. You know, that, we can kind of nerd out about that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. That, that is my favorite lightsaber. Yeah. And, and it's not the most popular. The most really? popular is, 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 is Anakin's, the blue. I right. mean, it's always more right. popular. But something about... You see that blue whenever he fights Vader, the blue from the first one he gets it out of or gets it from only one. He watched the prequels, it's the blue and all that. And just something about him having that green, he's made it himself and it sounds different as yeah. well. When he first strikes it open, it has yeah. that real harsh mm-hmm. cr- almost crackling uh, yeah. uh sh- lightning strike almost right. or something. God man, well, it's so good. And Man, if you haven't seen it yet, look up on YouTube. I don't, I forget what it's called, but it's like a deleted scene from Return of the Jedi, and it's actually Luke in a cave making the lightsaber and yeah, like assembling it. Yeah, like that is, yeah. Just, I don't know just why they didn't put that in there because that's a really, really good. It wasn't scene. even that long, so it's not like thirty seconds. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so just do yourself a favor, mm-hmm. look it up, thank us later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah, and yeah. plus, I love. The redemption in Return of the Jedi, because you know we talked about earlier, um, Anakin uh, became Darth Vader and all that. You know, you know, you guys know the story, but mm-hmm. just the redemption of that and and the prequels just added more to that moment. I think yeah. you got to see more of who he was, and so when that moment comes now, you see him redeemed. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, the world's right again. You know, yeah. that's what it feels like. Yeah, there, there, there's a lot that wrapped up in that movie. 
And like you said, with the prequels added on top of it, there's a whole lot that wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many characters from Obi-Wan to Mace to the Jedi Council to to uh, uh, um, uh, Darth Maul. Everything. You all see these last few moments and you're thinking, <clears throat> it took all that to get here? Yeah. <laughs> and now we're here. I mean, yeah. it really is just so much. And just like when Yoda was talking about the prophecy, did we read the prophecy wrong? Right. Was it chosen? You know what I mean? Yeah. Did we read it wrong? You're thinking, oh my gosh, they did. Mm-hmm. And this is what's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Or wait, is he redeemed now? Like right. you're, you're sitting there right. and you're just watching this, and there's so many storylines that it's hard to it's hard to sit there and say, yes, Anakin's a good guy now. Right. He's good. He's fine. Now he shows up as a force goes and all that other stuff, but I really don't think this is clear cut. But would you say this though? At the end of Return of the Jedi, is the Force balanced? I I really I really can't say. Yes, I don't I don't think it was balanced. I think I might disagree with you on really? that. Really, and and this will kind of probably transition us into talking about the newer movies. But like, when you think about it, um, at that point, Luke was the only person Force related. Well, Jedi or Sith related, that was alive. So the Jedi Order was gone. The whole Sith was gone. Luke, the only one that remains. And as we've seen from the newer movies, he's in the middle. So. True, okay. With yeah. that thought, well, I, now you can make the argument that he wasn't in the middle at that point, And I can see that. But I think he was closer than we might think. Because, I mean, he, he, you, he struggled with darkness too. Right, even in yeah. Return of the Jedi, yeah. and so, and so I believe that by that logic, that the Force was balanced at that point in time, and because of that, the prophecy was fulfilled by Darth Vader because he's the one that took out the Emperor, and, and he himself, and then passed. he himself passed. So okay, well, going on that thought, what if, what if think about this? Because I, I was kind of as you're saying that, I'm trying to process a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Luke does struggle with conflict in himself. Well, if he's just the one left and he's struggling back and forth between the two, mm-hmm. does does that represent balance? I think so. Or could that represent balance? I think balance? so because he's got both of them <clears throat> inside of him. And if, and if it's literally like a little bit this way, a little bit that way, I mean, that's what balance is. Mm-hmm. It's not always straight balance. Mm-hmm. It's kind of tilt mm-hmm. just a little bit, but still. If it leans one way, it'll mm-hmm. flow back to the other. Because even um, in, uh, you find out what what happened to Ben Solo. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke had his moment of weakness. Mm-hmm. Luke had his, his dark side come out a little bit in him. Mm-hmm. Well, and even, there's something glaring that, that most people don't even mention these days. Um, in Empire Strikes Back, Yoda tells him, don't leave, don't take the easy path, because it leads to the dark side. What does he do? He leaves. He takes the easy path. And yet he still comes out, he's not Sith. So I th- even then we see that he's conflicted. Man, we're getting kind of deep on this stuff. That's but good. Like, that, that's that's but, really good. I haven't really thought about that before. So yeah, I think... I, 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 okay, I'll say it like this. I, I'll, I'll retract my answer. Is it balanced? Yes, but not in the way that uh, everyone kind of thought it was. Everybody thought balance meant there was no evil. Good guy. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that. that. That's real good. That's really good. That's a good way of thinking about it. Um, also, is there any cooler music with this action scene of when the Falcons trying to escape and the top yes. fighters are coming in. Yes. Is that not just so much fun, man? And like even now, knowing that they get out, when I watch it and and of course obviously the technology's from like nineteen seventy something, but like or nineteen I mean I, I'm I'm not sure. I I couldn't tell you the years they actually came out, so I'm sorry. But um but it explodes and then the ship comes out. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. How is that possible? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> it's so good, man. It's just there's just so much fun and memories, and then you can get deep with it too. But it really does show the depth and the and the uh, I guess uh, low key genius. Maybe too much of a word, but mm-hmm. it's not like they caught lightning in a bottle once. Right. It's not like that at all. So 
Yeah. Then this is why we this is why we commit a whole show to. We could probably commit three to. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And let's take a little bit of time to talk about future movies. And when I say future movies, I kind of mean really the trilogy we're in now. Because I mean, includes Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and then the upcoming Rise of Skywalker. Kind of what I'm thinking. Plus the spinoffs, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But but um, once again, I said it before, but I, I enjoy the route that the new ones are taking. I really do. Um, it, it's it's against the grain, mm-hmm. and that's always ruffles feathers. Am I gonna say? Can I say that I loved the Last Jedi? I didn't love it. It was good. It's it's really good. Mm-hmm. The the only uh, I guess real complaint that I had was I think the casino scene. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it. It's the way that I think Ryan Johnson as a director mm-hmm. tried to transition between two stories going at the same time. Yeah. I think somebody else could have done that better, mm-hmm. but. Peter Jackson? No. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But. <laughs> I, I think J.J. Abrams should have stuck with the entire yeah. trilogy. But anyways, yeah. my point of saying that was, if that's really my only complaint, I'm not really complaining about anything. <laughs> right. so. But I mean, the whole Luke thing, I love what they did with Luke in that. I really did. And I, I think that was the natural progression because, I mean, I know we're going back a bit, but even from A New Hope to Return of the Jedi, you see such a dynamic change in Luke. Because in The New Hope, he's this kid that doesn't know anything is kind of naive to the world. A farm boy, you yeah. know. And then you go from there to Luke, the great Jedi, and the last Jedi. And I don't know. It's just there's something. Like, out of all of the Jedi Masters and the Jedi people, all of them, Luke would be the one I would want to teach me. <laughs> Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you know, something that he said in The Last Jedi to when him and Ray were in that little little cave talking mm-hmm. is he's so um he's in tune and he actually really understands the truth about not just the Force, but the Jedi and Sith themselves. Mm-hmm. He's so, I don't, I don't want to say well-read, because, you know, when Yoda asks him about, oh, the Jedi text page turners, they're not, you know? Yeah. Like, he knows Luke didn't read all of it, but... He's not afraid to call out the Jedi for their shortcomings. Right. He told them at the height of their power, yeah. they let the darkest of the dark ever rise and overtake them. Dude's woke. I mean, he's not <laughs> yeah. afraid to say it. Right. And you're right. We're, we're talking about a rise and a fall and a somewhat of a, of a rise again with Luke. But you're right. That's been his whole character the entire time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's him. Yeah. Why are you surprised by that? <laughs> right. because, you, because you expected... Luke Skywalker to come down with an S on his chest right. and a cape on his back and right. save the day. That's not him. It's mm-hmm. not And it him. never has been him mm-hmm. when you look back at it. Oh. <clears throat> not at all. One, one question I do want to ask you, and this, damn man, this has bothered me since the first of these sequels that come out. This, this, uh, uh, Ray is too powerful without any explanation. Are you, are you a part of that crowd? I guess I haven't really thought about it that much. Okay. Um, I think... I don't know. I, I I get where people are coming from when they say that. But I also think... Like... I mean, the Force is obviously stronger with some people than it is with other people. So, so there's that. And the other thing I would say is... What has she done that's so unbelievable? Because when she's climbing around and all that stuff. She did all that stuff when she was scrounging yeah. for parts. Yeah. So that wasn't, that's not a force thing. That's yeah. just, you know, as far as using a lightsaber, I don't think we've seen her be amazing at it. Yeah. We've seen her do it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we've seen her be like fully skilled at doing everything right. perfectly with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, I don't know. I mean, and, and that's one thing. You know what? We don't know much about her before her entrance into Force Awakens. So maybe that's, hopefully that's one thing that maybe will be revealed in Rise of Skywalker. Absolutely. Um, and, and also, we don't know her beginnings, really. Mm-hmm. We don't know her end, either. We are, maybe not necessarily her end, like if she's going to die, but we don't know her complete character. Mm-hmm. So how can you just try to kill a character off 
before they even get started. <laughs> right. it, it's like judging an unfinished book. Right. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing of, of, well, she just all of a sudden magically can use the force. Mm-hmm. Oh, she can all of a sudden do a Jedi mind trick. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah, okay, yeah, she can. But you don't know why. Uh-huh. Why are you why are you casting judgment on that? Right. I love her. Yeah, I love her character. <laughs> I love the actress that plays her. She uh-huh. does a really good job. Yes, she does. Um I I find no problem with it. I well, really don't have a problem dude, with it. Luke didn't have any training, but he used the force to fire the proton torpedoes. So he had I mean, a voice in his hand. Yeah. Yeah. Literally so. was hearing voices and he shot the torpedoes. So I mean, you know. But people don't want to put that together. Right. You you, you won't find that conversation anywhere where someone will have that revelation mm-hmm. and give the character a chance. Right. Give it a chance. Oh, here's a fun fact by the way. Um I I'm a guitar player and singer if you don't know, but um I have a guitar, it's a Fender Stratocaster, and it's kind of an off white color and it kinda of reminds me of like the garb that Ray wears in you know this that kind of Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Where, what's what's the planet she's from? I'm, I'm having oh Jakku. Yeah, yeah, just that kind of deserty attire. And so, um, I named my guitars, and I didn't name it Ray because I didn't want it to be obvious. So I named it after the actress. My guitar's name is Daisy. That's awesome. So that's <laughs> for that one. reason, so that's a good one. That's really good. That's really good. I, I was kind of following that rabbit. I've seen people that make like custom guitars and one looks like the Falcon. <laughs> yeah. And on the back of it, he had an airbrush to name his guitar mm-hmm. and it was Hunk of Junk. Yeah. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Have you seen that meme that it's like a bass guitar and it says, We found the Rebel Bass? No, I haven't like seen that. It's like a bass guitar. Oh my God. We have too much time. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah, I, I, I'm. So far, I'm really pleased with, with everything that's happening. Yeah. I mean, would I have liked to see uh, Luke go in there with his green saber and start slicing heads? Sure. Yeah. But to, for 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 what Ryan Johnson did, mm-hmm. ah, man, I, I think it's fine. I really think it's fine. Well, I think it was just more heavy story than it was heavy action. And I think that maybe... If you get down to the root of it, maybe that's why people have a problem because there wasn't as much action. I mean, there was plenty of it. I mean, but but it was very story driven, and mm-hmm. and so that that that's always going to turn away a few people. Yeah, yeah, I definitely can believe that. Yeah, absolutely. But what do you think about these spinoff movies, man? Like, um, Solo is obviously good. Um, I'm I've got an unpopular opinion. And I don't think it was a horrible movie, but I didn't really care for Rogue One that much. Really? Yeah. I mean, it was it was a decent movie, and it had some cool characters, but um, the the main character, is it Jen Erso, I believe? Yeah. And the uh, guy that's supposed to be like the Han Solo ripoff, uh, what's his name? Uh, Cassian? <laughs> yeah. I just didn't care about them. I don't know if it was the actors and actresses, or if it was the characters. I just, for some reason, I couldn't. I, I found myself hard to care about them. Now, the other dude, the Force Monk guy, that was pretty cool. I liked that Cheer, guy. Yeah, yeah. Cheer it, yeah. So, Cheer it uh, was good. He was really I like that. Good. And I like the, the general story of it, you know. <clears throat> I mean, because it's referred to in, in the, uh, the, what do you call that? The, the original series. The original series. The so, original trilogy. Yeah, and um, so that's kind of cool. But I guess just character-wise, I just had a hard time with it yeah it, you know for me I actually thought it was pretty solid I actually mm-hmm. really did enjoy it I think it's actually one of the better ones and most people agree yeah, with me too. I, I really <laughs> do um, but the part that, that kind of killed it for me um, you knew everybody was going to die mm-hmm. and everything happened at the end really fast mm-hmm. and I, I feel like some of it was, a, it was unnecessary mm-hmm. you didn't really have to kill all of them off. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, because the universe is so big, you know, you could have had Jarrett live or you could have had, I don't know, Jen live or something like that. And they could get kind of lost, you know, quote right. unquote, in the universe itself and still serve a purpose somewhere. But mm-hmm. it wrapped up a little too fast for me. Really great visuals because that's the best yeah. Darth Vader scene I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And any that other is true. man, that that's was true. unbelievable. And just, just a funny story. Uh, I actually saw it in uh, on uh, at home DVD first. I didn't actually mm-hmm. see it in theater. Never got to the theaters to see it. I was in my living room and it was like ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night. My entire room is blacked out, dark, mm-hmm. and obviously I didn't know that scene was coming because I stayed <laughs> spoiler free on right. this. 
And then I'm, it's kind of getting to that scene. I'm like, wait a second. I know they're not going to really, surely not. And then you hear like a ship dock or something. Yeah. And then the lights go out. And that red, oh yeah. man, great, such a great was, moment for me. Mm-hmm. I actually had sweaty palms. <laughs> like, it was so great. Yes. So great. Um, yeah. I, One man. thing, I, mm. there was a character I really liked, but I feel like we didn't get to see a lot of in that movie. And that was, I forget his name, but it was Jen Erso's father. Um, uh, Galen. 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 Like, yeah. I feel like I, I wanted to see more of him. Well, one, because I just love Mads Mikkelsen. I mean, he, yeah, like, he's, I mean, a good, you know, he's a really good actor. He's yeah. an awesome actor, but I feel like there's some more story we could have got with him. And who knows, they might make him. Thank you for tuning in to Flicks and Joysticks. If you enjoyed today's episode, please click the subscribe button below to never miss an episode. And don't forget to like us on Facebook.